0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about digital detoxing. This is especially appropriate, I feel like, uh, because Facebook and Instagram went down for almost a full day a few days ago, and friends were messaging me in a panic, like, because I have so many friends, especially who have online businesses, they were freaking out. And I honestly had no idea it was even happening. I was having a girl's day with a close friend and I didn't even notice. <laughs> it wasn't until I got home that I thought there was maybe just something wrong with my internet. And then I figured out that there was an actual issue with social media. Um, and this just felt like a really great reminder of, hey, there's other things in life other than social media. And as someone who has an online business, and who can often get sucked down the rabbit hole of just scrolling, 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 and spending endless amounts of time on my phone in general, it is, I, I think, just a really great reminder about how how much of a habit this is. And I, I want to touch on, on a few things in today's episode, and I'm, I'm also going to give you a little challenge at the end, too, that I think is going to be really, really helpful. So a couple months ago, I actually turned my phone completely off for 48 full hours, it, totally off because I, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? There was a time <laughs> not that long ago <laughs> when we could still reach each other, even though we didn't have cell phones. Now I don't, I also don't have a landline, so that's a little bit tricky, but I, I was still signing on just once in a while to check my email. Um, even then they'll only like once a day. But my, my family, it was, you know, like my mom is close enough and stuff that if she really needed me, she could stop by my house. Like it it wouldn't be the end of the world. There would be other ways to contact me. So I decided to shut off my phone for 48 full hours. And at first I was a little bit twitchy. (laughs) I kept like reaching for my phone and then not knowing what to do with myself when I realized that my phone was off and that I was going to keep it that way. Um, It was a little unsettling. I, I almost felt like I didn't know what to do with myself. And then I started thinking like, wait, it's all these things that I tend to try and convince myself that I don't have time for. So let's do those things instead. I read an entire 500 page book and a fiction book, no less, because a lot of times I read nonfiction, like business books and stuff. So I read like a 500 page, uh, fiction book. It was fantastic. I couldn't put it down. Um, I spent more time making like a a little bit more elaborate meals. I still don't have a ton of patience for spending massive amounts of time in the kitchen. I, I enjoy cooking, but not for like long periods of time. Um, but I did put like a little bit more effort into what I would consider kind of like a fancier meal. Um, I went for more walks. I did like an extra workout. It was fantastic. But most of all, I think that it opened me up to... again, every time I do any type of digital detox, but it was especially apparent when I was actually turning my phone off, how many times I would normally just reach for my phone out of habit. Like, you know, for example, when we watch a movie or something and you catch yourself scrolling your phone, We aren't good multitaskers. Human beings, we like to think that we are, but we really aren't. (laughs) We really are not good multitaskers. So when you are watching TV or a movie or whatever, and you're also scrolling your phone, you're not really absorbing much from one or the other. And it's even worse if you're sitting there with a loved one or something. I know that you're not technically talking to them if you're watching a movie, but it's supposed to be something that you're still doing together and that you're hopefully enjoying together. So when one of you is then just scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or whatever on your phone, instead of watching the movie with your partner or even with a friend or, or whomever, it's not great. And I've totally been guilty of that. And it's, it's just not a great feeling. It's, it's not a great feeling. And I definitely appreciate something more when I give it my full attention. And typically, I would rather do that for something other than Social media because I often get a lot more out of a different type of activity. Something else that I found really came up with this was that I, I felt so much less stressed and anxious. Like it was almost as though it it lifted this, this kind of cloud that hangs over me. And I, I often don't even realize just because it's always there. Right, it's always there. It's always demanding our attention, at least in our own minds. Um, I, I also always keep my phone on silent. My phone is on silent basically twenty four hours a day, unless there's you know some particular call that I'm expecting, then I'll turn my ringer on for a few minutes. But other than that, my phone is on silent twenty four hours a day, and I also have all notifications turned off, other than texting and phone calls. So any social media um, notifications, any email notifications, all of them are turned off. And I think that that's really important because even if you aren't doing a full-blown digital detox, you don't need to have your attention constantly pulled away. I can assure you that something that happens either in your inbox or on social media can wait an hour before you address it. It's not like the house isn't going to burn down if you don't answer it. And otherwise it just constantly pulls you away from the tasks that you're trying to accomplish whether it's, you know, your regular work day or, or spending time with your kids or your loved ones or whatever, or even just doing something for yourself, like going for a walk or fitting in a workout or something like that. We need to do just one task at a time. And when we are allowing our phones to take over our lives, we aren't letting that happen. We aren't letting, we aren't letting the rest of life happen for us. So something that I I've started to do in again in the last few months is that I make a point to keep my phone on airplane mode until I'm done my morning routine or have at least gotten like the biggest things crossed off my to-do list in the mornings. So I try to not take it off until like 9 10 a.m. again unless there's something specific or, or particular that I need to that I, I need to address earlier. Um, but generally I, I almost always Keep my phone on airplane mode until I'm ready to actually use my phone. Because social media in particular is one of the biggest forms of distraction. We all know this. We all know this. And I mean, there are people who work for places like Facebook and Instagram whose entire jobs are dedicated to making the apps more addictive. Keep that in mind. The next time you're getting sucked down a rabbit hole Try and think about that for a minute. Like, hey, wait a minute. This app is actually scientifically designed and proven, by the way, to keep me on it for as long as possible. As long as it can capture my attention, that is what it is designed to do. Our smartphones in general are designed that way. It's no, it's no accident that there's like bright colors and stuff that look like candy on, you know, your iPhone or your Android or whatever. That is by design. Because it's so visually stimulating that it creates this, this addiction that almost like holds us to it. And we just can't stop. We're rare. It's very attractive to us. So we keep reaching for it over and over and over again. And then it just becomes this ingrained habit. So much so that we feel naked if we don't have our phone with us. Have you ever had those days where you leave your phone at home and you just feel completely lost? Like you don't know what to do. Or if your phone dies while you're out. Like, oh my God, what do, what, do I, what do I do with my hands, <laughs> right? It's really tricky. So we have to remember this, that these phones and these apps are, are scientifically designed to capture our attention and to keep it for as long as it possibly can. Instagram doesn't want you to go out and go for a walk. Instagram would rather that you stay on Instagram and just scroll endlessly and mindlessly all day long. The other problem here is that I I know that I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's really worth continuing to address. There can be a huge comparison trap with social media. And I'm sure that you've fallen into this trap as much as I have. Some days I still catch myself starting to fall into it. And I have to, to make note of it and pull myself out that when we're on social media, there is a huge shift towards more authenticity and more sort of real moments in people's lives which i love. I am so on board with that. I think that that's amazing. Other than, you know, like kind of some people can cross over into TMI sometimes and start to go down that road, that road a little bit much, but overall I, I think that is such a positive trend that we are seeing and I hope that that continues because it's really powerful to know that hey, you know what? That uh, that person that I, that I look up to, I don't know, even like, like a celebrity or something that celebrity I looked up to has bad days too, or has a bad hair day, you know, when she doesn't have her team of makeup artists and, and hairstylists, like doing her up like shit like that can just make things a little bit more real. And it seems so small, but it can almost make you feel better about yourself. Right? Like, I don't know about you, but if I'm having like a bad hair day five days in a row, and then somebody's like, damn, I haven't had a good hair day in a Weeks. sometimes it's just that that small little bit of relatability that you're like, yeah, you know what? this is normal. This is human to have this problem and I am a human and it's okay. It's okay to not be perfect and to have you know like the the perfect blowout done every day for your Instagram selfie of, of the day. Like that isn't real life. So I'm so appreciative that this is starting to swing the other way but it can still be really easy to get sucked into any type of comparison trap. Especially if you see people posting, you know, like amazing vacations that they're going on to a destination that you've always wanted to, to, uh, to go to. And maybe you feel like you don't have the money or you don't have the vacation time or, or the flexibility, whatever that can be hard. Maybe it's, um, maybe somebody is having uh, a, a baby And you might be having some trouble conceiving, or maybe you don't have a a partner yet that you would like to have a baby with. So that can be really tough too. There's so many moments. Like I could list endless, endless moments here where you might start to get pulled into that comparison trap. And it is powerful. It is really powerful. So I think that the biggest thing that we need to make note of here is to acknowledge when we, when we can feel that happening to ourselves, and that might be the point where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm done with social media for a little bit. I'm not taking, I'm not talking even like days. Maybe just like a, a few hours. Like put your phone down and go do something that you enjoy. Go for a walk. Go for a workout. Go hug a loved one. Go make yourself a delicious meal. Like whatever that's going to look like for you. Go do something productive. Maybe uh, write in your journal or you can even turn on a funny movie if you really want to. Not that I'm necessarily advocating like go from screen to screen, but sometimes you know Netflix has a place in the world. <laughs> So make sure to do something like that. And it's it's mostly about noticing it as it's happening. Noticing that if you're following certain accounts that are making you feel not great about yourself, it might be time to not only potentially unfollow that account, but also to just put your phone down and come back to real life. Because social media, to some degree, even with all of the, the increased uh, authenticity and, and genuineness, it's still... It's still kind of fake, not, not fake in the sense that like people aren't, aren't being authentic or telling the truth or whatever, but in some ways you're living through other people's lives to some degree. And that can be fantastic for things like, like inspiration and, and all those different types of things. I'm going to get into some of the benefits in a moment too, but if we start to get sucked down the rabbit hole and it's not feeling good, and it's making you feel stressed and anxious and bad about yourself, then that is sort of an additional sign to maybe take a little bit of a detox from not only social media, but maybe from your phone too. And I get that like, you know, sometimes there are emergencies and stuff like that. It doesn't mean that you have to, to go the extreme route like I, like I did and actually turn your phone off. But maybe just set yourself some really tight parameters around it. Leave your phone in a different room for a while. You might actually forget about it after a little while. Like at first you might be kind of like I was and almost twitchy, (laughs) like reaching for it and trying to check out where it was. But other times you, you might actually start to get used to that and really enjoy and appreciate that time away from your phone and that screen. That can be really, really helpful. Social media in particular can be such a creative inspiration up to a point. Like there are some times where I will scroll social media and Someone will be posting about, um, let's say like a blog post that they just wrote and all I see is the title and I'm actually very deliberate about this. I often will not read or, or listen to, if we're talking about uh, podcasts or anything, other people's stuff. And that has, that has shifted over the years because when I first started, I would, I would listen and, and read and, and absorb a lot of other people's stuff because I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, what do they think about that? And and I don't, you know, what, what do, what's their opinion? And I was looking outside of myself for everything and things started to really shift when I started going more internally. So now I'll look at something like a title and I already am allowing all of my thoughts and my opinions and my experiences shape how I feel about whatever that topic is. And sometimes if I think it's a really great idea, I'll go jot that down somewhere. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, this is stirring up all kinds of things. It might just be a few words that I make note of. Um, it, it might be a sentence or something like that. Something that came to mind, maybe like a few notes to go with it. Something that came to mind when I was looking at just the title of something. And I don't really care what they said. I mean, some, obviously sometimes they do, but if it's somebody who's like more like a peer or something like that. I purposely will not read or listen to their stuff because I want to make sure that I am coming up with my own opinions on that. So social media can be awesome for inspiration, but if we are constantly absorbing other people's things, it starts to drain our creativity too. So this isn't just about listening to somebody's podcast or blog post or whatever. If you are spending hours upon hours upon hours scrolling and scrolling and looking what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is up to and what everyone else is saying, you start to lose your own sense of creativity because it doesn't leave space for anything else to come in. You, you are, you're filling your mind with everyone else's shit and that can be fantastic. But at at a certain point, it's, it's not leaving that, that space for you to come up with your own unique Thoughts and your own unique take on things. So just be really careful about that. That can be a really, a really tricky game to play. I can also find sometimes that social media can detract from confidence too, because we start believing that everything we we think basically, or like everything has already been said, right? Especially from an entrepreneurship standpoint. If you are actually running a business online and you're spending a ton of time on social media, it can be great to check out what other people are doing competitors, even, you know, whatever, like, and, and you can be very supportive of of that and, and that's awesome. But at a certain point you can start to really feel like, Oh my God, everything in the world has already been said. Every idea has already been taken. You can get sucked into the idea that, that others are doing everything that you want to do rather than coming up with your own ideas. So that can be a huge confidence hit. We need to be really careful about that too. Ultimately, all of, all of these things, like it's a habit, right? We don't even notice how many times per day we reach for our phones and particularly for social media, but our phones in general, until we pay closer attention to it and actually cut it out, like cutting it out of your life for a period of time, not even a long period, but for, for a period of time, even if it's just for a, a couple hours, even if it's for half an hour or an hour, like start small if you need to and work your way up, but you're not going to notice how much of a habit it is until you make an effort to slow it down and to, to stop depending on it quite so much. It's so interesting because I, I went to, I was backpacking through Europe by myself, uh, when I was 21. And at the time we had cell phones then, I mean, I'm, I'm not that old guys, <laughs> I I think I said that the other day too. I said something that was like aging myself here on the podcast. Um so I I certainly had a cell phone, but it wasn't as easy to take it with me and like the roaming charges and stuff like that. I didn't want to have to bother getting a new SIM card, like all of that type of stuff. So I ended up just leaving my phone at home, much to my mother's dismay, because I was backpacking alone. Um so I was under strict orders to send her at least one email a day to let her know I was okay, so I would stop at like internet cafes and um, or if there was internet available in my, my hostels or whatever, I would, I would just use those instead to communicate, but I did just fine. I did just fine. I didn't have any GPS with me. Um, I didn't have, I wasn't, you know, posting pictures to social media. Um, I, I wasn't taking pictures of every meal that I ate and I survived. <laughs> it's shocking, right? <laughs> like, this is so funny because now that would be almost yeah, that would be un- unheard of. Like, of course, you're going to have a cell phone with you. Why? Why the hell wouldn't you? Right. But even that was just what? 10, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I guess that that was relatively normal. A lot of people didn't have cell phones that they were carrying around with them everywhere when they traveled. And you didn't see tourists like wandering through the streets with their with their phones up in front of their faces trying to figure out the GPS. That just wasn't really the case. There is something called real maps, (laughs) but it just kind of highlights to me how much things have changed and how rapidly, like for that to go from me going on a solo adventure through different countries by myself with no cell phone to now we can't, we can't be apart from our phone for more than two minutes without freaking out. This is the huge, huge difference that we've seen, and it's happening very rapidly, like very rapidly. The other thing is too, is that we often, we, we use our phones to hide behind excuses. Like we don't have enough time to do the things we've always wanted to do, you know, build the businesses we've always wanted to, to build, whatever. The reality is, is that if we took more time away from our phones, it would open up all kinds of time to do those types of things that you're wanting to do. Like how many times, I know I kind of mentioned this, but I really want to underscore this. How many times are we sitting beside or, you know, across the table from loved ones scrolling on our phones? I actually get irritated if I go out to dinner with somebody and either anyone who is with me pulls out their phone and is scrolling their phone. Or if I see other people in the restaurant doing it, because I have a pretty tight rule. I, unless I'm, I have been guilty of this taking picture of food. If it's like an, it's an extraordinarily beautiful meal, I will sometimes pull out my phone, just take a photo, but then I put it away again. It's not like I'm sitting at the table, posting it to Instagram in real time. Like, no, I do not do that. My phone stays away when I'm out with friends, uh, or loved ones or whomever, especially over a meal or something like that, because we need to pay attention to that. We need to be present for that and a lot of times we often maybe don't get to spend as much time as we want to with our friends and loved ones anyway. So then when you do get to spend time with them, you're just going to spend time on your phone? Like no, you this is this is real life happening in front of you. And if you are so absorbed on your phone that you can't appreciate that for what it is, you're missing out big time. You're really really missing out. So I really want to encourage you to do whatever you can, even, even like little mini, mini detoxes, literally, like I was talking about for like an hour or a couple hours, like small chunks of time. And then you can also work your way up. And moreover, all of these things are just going to really open your eyes to how much of a habit your phone is, especially social media, but your phone in general. It's like some of the benefits that I've experienced from either social media detoxes or kind of full phone detoxes, it, just a huge reduction in stress and anxiety. Huge. I cannot underscore that enough. I, something else. I mean, I, more walks and workouts because I, I didn't have like the no time excuse. Like I was, like I was saying before, better sleep typically, especially if I'm uh, reducing screen time at night, which is awesome. Um, I get way more done in a day. I feel far more accomplished. I, I, I notice full, like significant increases in creativity, more self-confidence, like feeling like I have something of value and impact to bring to the world. And I also read more, which I love because sometimes I have these piles of books sitting around and I will feel guilty if I don't get to them before I have to return them to the library. And there's so many books in the world that I want to read. And it, it always feels like there's not enough time in the day for me to get it done. One great way to do that is to reduce your phone time and you're going to start to notice that you can probably read more or do whatever this is kind of a side benefit too i also can tell if i've been using my phone way too much this has been especially in the past few months because my wrists hurt My, my one wrist in particular will start to ache and just doesn't feel great and then i realize that the way i hold my phone my wrists always end up at a weird angle And that's not like we were never meant to hold our wrists in odd angles like that for long periods of time while we're texting or typing or whatever. So that's something to really be aware of too. I mean, I I think that there's probably been a huge increase in things like carpal tunnel over the last couple of decades, even just with computers, but especially now with phones, that's, that's brutal. That's really tough. So something that you can use here, I've talked about this on the podcast before. You can use the moment app. So I know it seems counterintuitive that you're installing an app on your phone, but it can't be it since we're trying to reduce like phone time, but it can be really eye-opening, especially initially just to get a real overview at how much time you're spending on your phone, how much time you're spending on particular apps. Um, it's really helpful. It's kind of scary, but it's really helpful. Like if you, and if you have an iPhone too, you can actually track your screen time directly from your settings. Not sure about Android on that one, but, um, on iPhone, you definitely can. There have been times where I have checked my screen time. This has, this hasn't happened very often, especially not as much lately since I've become much more aware of this, but there were times where I was spending like five or six hours a day on my phone. Like that, that actually almost revolts me that that's disgusting that I was spending that much time on my phone. But unfortunately that's actually the U S average. The average person is spending five hours a day on their phone five hours. Like think about what you could accomplish and what you could do. Even if it was just sleeping more with five hours a day, a day, like just in the work week alone, that's 25 hours a week. Even, even if we're not counting weekends, just from the work week that is 25 hours a week. For the average person with a full-time job, that's more than half their week. That's more than half their work week. That is crazy to me, and I I'm right in there. Like I have been I have been that person. And it it just changes things when we start to get really aware of how much time we are spending on our phones, on social media, getting sucked down that rabbit hole, letting our phones take over our lives. Um, you know, paying attention to our phones instead of paying attention to loved ones, right? We need to be more aware of this and to, to be more conscious about it. So that's really the entire point of, of this episode is I just want to bring more awareness to it. And I really want to challenge you to not use your phone for the first hour of your day upon waking. So I, I'm giving you a direct challenge and I'm going to be talking about this in the room to grow podcast, Facebook group too. So if you want to hop in there, it'll be listed in the show notes, or you can just type in room to grow podcast, uh, in your Facebook uh, search bar. Again, I know the irony running a challenge online when I'm trying to encourage you to get offline, but Hey, if you want to do this totally on your own, I'm totally fine with that. And and I will completely understand if that is one of the ways that you reduce your screen time. So. You go do whatever is best for you. But if you're going to be on Facebook anyway, feel free to jump into the Facebook group. And I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more about not using your phone for the first hour of your day upon waking. That is sort of the most powerful time I find to not have your phone on. Not necessarily like not on, but at least airplane mode. Because otherwise you're letting you're letting other people dictate your day. You're either jumping on social media and seeing what everyone else is up to. Maybe your emails are already pouring in. Maybe you have text messages, missed calls, whatever. And nobody is again like like the house isn't going to burn down if you don't if you don't address your phone for the first hour of the day. And instead, you could eat a leisurely breakfast. You could spend time with a loved one, maybe your spouse or your kids. You could uh, go for a walk. You could fit in a workout. You could journal. You could read. You could drink an extra uh, cup of coffee, if that's what you're into. Whatever you want to do, imagine what that would look like if you weren't automatically pulling out your phone first thing, especially first thing. And you can set the tone of your day for yourself as opposed to having your phone set it for you. So I'm really challenging you to not use your phone for the first hour of your day upon waking. (laughs) So I'm really excited to see how this goes for you if this kind of builds some awareness for you in terms of how much time you do spend on your phone currently. Um, so make sure to jump into the Facebook group and if you would like to screenshot this episode and share it with somebody who you think needs it, uh, I would absolutely love that. Make sure to tag me too on social media, um, on Instagram, especially at Emily golf coach. I would love to see what you're doing, what you're up to. And if this is resonating with you, because I think that all of us, me included, could benefit from less screen time especially with our phones so i'm really really excited to see how this goes for you and i will be back on thursday with an extra special episode thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today all show notes and references can be found over at room and can you do me one huge favor before you go though If you can take a a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.